While you remain standing, let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. It's so good to have all of our guests. Great to have all of Imelda's family here to witness this wonderful presentation, dedication to the Lord of baby Luna. And we're so happy for Stephanie and just uh, continued uh, prayers for her and the, and the baby for just a wonderful uh, life and time. And we're just so glad that we were you allowed us to be a part of it here at the church. Amen. 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 To all of our other guests, we're so glad you're here as well. Second Timothy 2, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Amen. Shake hands with someone next to you and say, Praise the Lord to them, and you may be seated. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, Vessels of Honor. Vessels of of honor. Amen. You know, a vessel is another word for a container. It's something that's poured into or filled up. Vessels come in all shapes and sizes. They come in all different colors and compositions. They're designed to hold something, to protect something, to store something, to carry something. Amen. The Bible compares us figuratively to vessels. Specifically, we are compared to earthen vessels, or vessels of, of clay. Amen. And I don't know how many has ever been in like pottery shop, or in school, or any, have you ever messed with clay and, and did little things in school? I remember we were in it, and I would spin clay, and it would just fly off the wheel and hit people, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I, I'm telling you, but, you know, that is an art. If you think, I mean, and back in the old days, they didn't have a motor turning the table so that you could concentrate, you know, you had to, you know, it's like playing the drums. You got to do this and do this and all that stuff. Uh, it, it's amazing. You take your hat off to how beautiful vessels are that the potter can make. Amen. Uh, and, and things that we buy, you know, that we order online that are just beautiful pottery that's been painted and then baked in the oven and it looks like ceramic and all that stuff it's just amazing what what can be done with clay and with things like that to make vessels jeremiah chapter 18 it talks about that god told jeremiah he wanted to teach him a, a little lesson uh, about things and he said i want you to go to the potter's house and watch him work with some clay on his wheel and see what he does and, uh, and, and so he said, the, uh, he said, go to the potter's house, verse 2, arise and go down, and I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? saith the Lord, Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, 
O house of Israel. So Jeremiah, you know, before God tells him anything, he says, just go down. A lot of times God tells you to do something, and then it's like that old Paul Harvey guy that used to be on the rest of the story. You'd get the rest of the story at the end, and you were like, you know, in suspense, want to know what is he talking about? What does this mean? And, and so God's watching, uh, I mean, Jeremiah's watching what God's telling him to watch, this, this man working on the wheel, and he, he notices that the man sees that there's a, a problem. <laughs> there's a problem in the clay. There's a mar. There's a situation, the area where it's not, uh, you know, participating with them. It's not, uh, you know, uh, agreeing with them and cooperating. And so he has to start over. He has to cut that piece out and start over because he knows that if he leaves the mar in there, maybe, maybe just any potter would have done that, but but a potter of quality, amen, he wants the vessel, amen, because it's got to go, it's got to go through the kiln, you know, it's got to go, it's got to dry, it's got to be able to hold a certain amount of, of liquid or, or solid or whatever, and so it can't have imperfections in it, it can't have weaknesses, amen, in there that he knows about, he's got to get them out, so he got that, that, that little area and he took out that mar. And then he kind of kind of had to squish it back down and start over. And he made it, the Bible said, amen. He made it again. Everybody said he made it again. He didn't just take the mar out and spend it. And, you know, took a little plug of clay and shoved it in that hole and say, well, that's good enough. Amen. No, he said, I'm starting over because I want to make that sure that wall on that side of the vessel is strong enough to hold what's going to be in there. Amen. Because sometimes vessels, it's not what's in the vessel that's the most important thing. I mean, what the vessel is the most important thing, but it's what it, it, the vessel contains. Amen. You know, I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't. Uh, can they make the water bottles on the on the half liter bottles any cheaper and thinner than they are? I mean, they won't even stand up. You look at them and they just fall over. Amen. And then you just kind of touch it, and then it, all of a sudden it springs a leak. You know, forget about throwing it in an ice chest. Amen. Because, you know, it's going to all be leaking out. Amen. So it, it's what's in the container. And, and a lot of things, the, the, the container itself isn't the focus. It's what's in the container. It's precious in there. It's expensive. And so you don't want the container to have problems. Praise God and issues. And then he, he, he says, what this, what this potter is doing to this clay that I want to do to the nation of Israel. I want to do to my people. Why can't my people let me just work with, with my hands in their life? So we, really, as Christians, we're on the potter's wheel. Amen. We are being made into the vessel God wants us to be made into. And sometimes we feel like we're dizzy. Man, like this is like a dizzy ride. Sometimes, amen, he finds a mar in us. And if we will let him, he'll take it out. But you know, he has this little tool or whatever, and he just gets that out. Oh, how's that rocking in there? And he gets it out. And, like, and we're like, oh, my goodness, that hurts. Whatever. Okay, God, I'm just letting you, I'm letting you mold me. I, I, you know, Because sometimes he has to break us before he can remake us. Amen. But then when He breaks us and He remakes us and He molds us and He does it all so He can fill us. Amen. And what we get filled with from God is the, is the, is the powerful thing. It's the wonderful thing. It's what makes all the difference in the world in our lives. <coughs> so He said, you know, cannot I do with you as with this potter? Amen. If you'll just let me. 
If you'll just let me. Let me, you know, we're supposed to be in the hands of God. We're supposed to put ourselves in the hands of God like the potter. And but he wants to make us a new a vessel again. He wants to change who we are to be better. Amen. Hallelujah. He, he accepts all of us as we are. And he loves us too much for us to stay that way. He wants to help us to be what he wants us to be. Amen. Which is really the best person we can be. Amen. When God created us. He formed us from the dust uh, or clay of the ground. He breathed into us the breath of life, and we became living souls. Amen. So he took clay, and, he, he, and, and Adam was in the hands of God, and he made Adam. He made Eve. Amen. We are vessels made by Him, designed by Him to contain His Spirit, His love, His mercy, and His grace. Amen. And when we don't have the Spirit of God in our lives, we are all born with an empty place there that can only be filled. That void can only. The potter created this vessel, created every vessel, every single human being the potter created, amen, to have His Spirit live inside. Amen. And too, too many times we try to put other things in that void. We know there's a void, but we're not sure what to do with it. People put other things in there, but it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. It's not going to fit. Amen. It might kind of go in there if you beat it in there with a hammer, but it's not the perfect fit. It might temporarily satisfy, but it won't be the ultimate satisfaction of what the Creator designed us to be. And that was His Spirit, His self living inside of us. He gave all of us the power of choice and free will, so we are the ones that ultimately decide what we fill our vessel with. Amen. We've got we to gotta keep in His hands, but then, you know, we, we, can, we can say, well, you know, I want that. I want to be full of that. I want to be full of that. I want to be full of that. Praise God. And sometimes we wonder why, well, what, you know, where are you, God? Well, God's saying, ah, there's no room for me in there. You've you got some other stuff. That's why we've got to be emptied out sometimes. We've got to empty ourselves out so we can be filled with God. See, our, our heart it, it has a capacity. Our vessel has a capacity. You know, there's, there's a little ounce, there's those measuring cups, one ounce, one teaspoon, tablespoon, you know, quarter cup, eighth cup, half cup, whatever, all that kind of stuff. There's eight ounces, there's a cup, there's a, a quart, a pint, a gallon, all the capacities or whatever. Amen. And there are certain capacities, and that's all you can put in there. So when your gallon is full, it's full. When your vessel is full, it's full. we got to empty stuff out. Amen. Sometimes the cares of this life, sometimes the things of this world. Amen. Move them out of there. Let God be full inside of us. Amen. Praise God. So we decide what we fill our vessel with. You know, some vessels are better than others. Some are more efficient and effective than others. You know, but a vessel is only as good as its weakest part. Right? For example, if I have a plastic cup that has a hole about halfway up, then I'm only going to be able to fill that halfway. If I fill it above that hole... I got a leak. So I'm only going to get, the glass will be, I know the glass is half full, it should be positive, but you know, you got a hole, that's why it's half full. It's always going to be half full. 
But if you'll plug that hole, you'll let God fix that mar. Amen. And let the vessel be strong and complete. Then he'll put more of himself in there for you. Amen. Praise God. If you have a glass jar with a crack at the very bottom and you try to put some you know, liquid of some sort in there, it is worse than the first example because it's at the bottom. So eventually all of what you put in there is going to leak out. Amen. we got to pass the cracks. Amen. we got to fix the holes. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, we are on life's ocean. We are like boats, uh, we are like vessels on, on, on the water, so to speak. Praise God. And sometimes uh, the, the water comes in and can sink us, but we've got to plug the holes. Praise God. As they, because sometimes when we go through life, we, we get weak in some cases. We have issues, we have Mars, and we need God to help us. Amen. He'll fix those issues so He can stay full in our lives. Amen. Sadly, too often we choose to fill our vessel with things that weaken it and make it ineffective because we are calling the shots when we should be saying, not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Praise God. When I say my will, God, I'm going to do whatever I want. Then, then, then you know, things that, you know, things that make us physically weak, things that make us emotionally weak, things that make us mentally and, and spiritually weak, we've we got to be careful. Jeremiah 2, verse 13 said, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Amen. So we have to understand that God is the source. God is the fountain of living waters. Amen. Jesus said, I am the living water. Praise God. Rivers of living water can come through your soul from me. Praise God. I am the source of all life. I am, I'm allowing us all to breathe. I'm allowing us all, amen, the good sunshine out there right now. He is the source of healing and life and true happiness and true fulfillment. Praise God. But he said, he goes, he told Israel, he said, you forsook me. First of all, I'm the fountain of living waters. And, and forsaking the fountain, you're not even wanting the fountain to fill your vessel. And then secondly, he said, you've hewed out cisterns. Now, cisterns were used back in uh, Bible times in conjunction with aqueducts and so forth. Amen. They were big. Uh, they, they would hew out big Sometimes they were underground, sometimes they were just with lids on them or whatever, but they were hewn out of stone, amen, where they could hold rainwater or certain water that was brought by an aqueduct, so it was a way of getting water from places that didn't have it, amen, capturing rainwater, diverting water from streams and so forth. And so a cistern was no good if it had a crack in it, if it had holes in it, if, if, if you, the aqueduct fed it and, and filled it up, and then all of a sudden, all right, we got enough, and then it just goes right out through the bottom. Amen. He said, you hewed out cisterns, but they're broken. They can hold no water. But it doesn't matter because they forsake, they forsook the, the fountain of living waters. Amen. We've got to go to God. God is the source. God is the life. God, He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me, Jesus said. i got to go to Jesus. He's the fountain of life, the fountain of waters, living water, the Spirit of God to really satisfy, to really get me, amen, where I need to be. But i got to make sure my cistern is not broken. 
Amen. So it can hold those living waters. Praise God. When we allow Him to pour Himself into us, He can actually change the vessel and make it better. Amen. He can change the vessel and make it better. The contents of the vessel can affect the vessel. You know that. Some, there, there are certain things you can't just put in any kind. There are certain things you can't put in plastic vessels because they, they will you know, stain them or they will you know, melt right through them, certain acids or whatever. You have to put them in glass jars or you have to put them in certain metal containers or whatever. It depends on what, you, what the contents are. Praise God. But you know, a lot of times uh, after you've poured everything out, you know, you can see, you can smell, and you can taste that that vessel was uh, impacted and changed by the contents of the vessel. Amen. And I will tell you without hesitation that this vessel and every vessel that allows Jesus, amen, to come inside, praise God, he will change the vessel. Praise God. He will make the vessel a better thing. He will fix areas that are weak. He will help. He will bless. Amen. He will heal us. He helps our emotions. He helps our mind. He helps our heart. He helps our body. He helps everything. Praise God. However, we must do our part to possess our vessel in honor and not do anything that would cause broken areas where God's living waters leak out and leave us empty and leave us void. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 4 said that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. You see, God doesn't just want to repair us. He wants to recreate us. Amen. Just like the potter, he didn't want to just fix the mar by, you know, taking the thing out and smoothing it over. He kind of just smashed it down. He put some more water in there. He started over and then he started spinning again and he made it again. He made it from scratch, from the wheel up. Praise God. He wants to make us a brand new vessel. Jeremiah 18.4 said, And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Another vessel. Amen. He makes, makes it a beautiful vessel. You see, what God has for each and every one of us is so awesome and so powerful, it cannot just go into any vessel in any condition. We've got to prepare the vessel in advance. The vessel has to be uh, in, in, right, uh, in a right frame of, of reference before he can fill it. Amen. And really change it the way he wants it to be. Amen. The vessel must be remade and must be prepared for the living water to be kept in. Jesus spoke about a parable in the New Testament. Amen. About wineskins. And and, uh, you know, back in those days, they didn't have canteens like we, we know. where We just go down to, you know, Walmart or, the, or you know, uh, Big Five or somewhere and just buy a canteen for water. Not that we need it because all we have to do is grab our, you know, our sippy cup thing from, uh, you know, from our house. And we walk 10 feet to our car and then we get to our car and then we drive to our job. And then we get out and there's a drinking fountain in there, a water machine or whatever. So really, you know, don't need canteens much anymore. But back then, you know, they didn't have canteens. So they used animal skins sewn together to carry water and also to carry wine. Amen. 
And, and so uh, Jesus t- did a parable about wineskins. Matthew 9, verse 17, it said, No one pours new wine into an old wineskin. Otherwise, the skins burst and the wine spilled out and the skins are destroyed. Instead, they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Amen. Now, new wine is wine that's unfermented. It's in its unfermented state. Amen. But when you, when, uh, when you put it in and it starts the fermentation process, it expands. It starts moving when it changes into, uh, you know, into actual wine. Amen. And if that wine skin is old and brittle and been around a long time, that, that trans, translation trans. A transformation of the new wine into real wine, it'll burst the wineskin and you lose everything. Amen. So that's another parable that Jesus told about a spiritual truth. The wineskin is the vessel. It cannot be old, it cannot be marred, it cannot be weak, or the new wine will make it burst. You see, before God fills us, we have to do something which we call believe in Jesus Christ. And secondly, we've got to ask God to forgive us of our sins. It's a preparation, amen, where God makes us a new creature, amen. And we go down in the watery grave of baptism in Jesus' name, and, and He fills us with His wonderful Spirit, amen. And that, and that new wine of the Spirit of God and the new person that we've become as we've We've started on a new path. It, they both complement each other, and we go down the road, and everything's fine. Amen. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. All things. Everybody say all things. All things. God, is, it, that's his specialty to make, make things new. Amen. He's not just a, a reformer. He's not just a repairer. He's not just a, you know, a rebuilder. He, he makes things new. Praise God. If he heals your body, he's not going to you know, find someone else's bone or tooth or something else to, to fix, your, fix your problem. Amen. He's not just going to fix something. Praise God. He, he's going to give you something new. Praise God. Amen. If you got a before and after x-ray and it was in bad shape before and God healed you and, and, and afterward it's good. Amen. And you don't know what happened between that. You know that God gave you something new. Hallelujah. And I guarantee you that after x-ray, that bone is going to be better than it was before it ever got broken. Hallelujah. Because God, when he does it, he does it right. He does it all the way. Amen. He's awesome. Amen. He doesn't just want to put a new coat of paint on us and call it good. He wants to transform us into something awesome and wonderful. Praise God. But we have a say in it. We, we, we want to be a vessel of honor. Second Corinthians 4, 7 said, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We're the earthen vessel, and the treasure is the Spirit of God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, and we give God the praise, and our vessel is going to protect, and our vessel is going to house. We're housing the Almighty God inside of our life. We've got to do what's right in His eyes and be a vessel of honor 
Amen. As our text verse says, let's stand right now. As our text verse says, in a great house, there's not only vessels of gold and silver and wood and earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. God, I want to be a vessel of honor. God, I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel that you feel free to fill. You feel free to come and, and to do and to bless and to do things for. Amen. If a man therefore purges himself from these, he's a vessel of honor, sanctified and, and meet, which means uh, satisfactory and usable for the, and using, for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Praise God. Praise God. Let's talk to the Lord right now.